It is week 10 of 2020. I'm Father Roderick, and you're one of my patrons. Well, hello there. <laughs> it's good to be back for another weekly show recorded for you, because you are one of my monthly supporters. And uh, one of the perks of being a supporter is that I mention you on the show. Now, I've been uh, kind of uh, not really holding up my part of the bargain lately, but that was because we were working on trying to get everything into a system for managing all these different patrons. And now Patreon itself gives you some tools, but it's, uh, it's a little bit messy, the interface. And, uh, of course, we also have a number of uh, sponsors and, and people that uh, support me that are not doing that through Patreon, but they're doing it directly uh, through their banks, for instance. And we wanted to have a system where we could also integrate that in our overall management. So Inga has been working on Salesforce, which is one of the leading uh, companies that provide services for this kind of management. And one of the immediate results is that she gives me a list of people that are patrons but haven't been mentioned by name yet and so i'm trying to work my way through the backlog and if you've listened already to this week's weekly show and you may have heard your name at the start of the episode last week i mentioned a number of patrons on uh, on this show on the patreon show and today i want to just go through the names again of this week's list of of patrons, some of them are new. Some of them have been uh, supporters for uh, for quite a while. Some of them have also recently upped their uh, their monthly donation, which I really appreciate. Some of you are extremely generous, and uh, it helps me to you know be very optimistic about the things that I can do uh, with this community in the near future. But this week, I want to mention by name uh, some of your fellow patrons, and maybe you are part of this list. K. Mazurk. Again, I'm going to butcher all these names. I apologize in advance. Tobias Endres, Rick Angelini. We know each other from Rome and from many, many encounters, virtual encounters afterwards. Eileen, Michelle Cromwell, Justin Young, Stephen Edinson, Michael Bone, Frank Lerma, Sergio Casuanueva Lopez, Matt David, Luis, Martha Veriden, uh, Father Wojciech Pravda, Jeremy Strohmeyer, Edward Branscom, Stephanie Lutz, Zina Gomez-Liz, Rick Fournier, and Sydney. Thank you so much for being a patron, and I hope you enjoy being a patron because of, well, what I've been able to provide you with in terms of, uh, of shows. Last week, I, um, I read some of your comments, or some of the comments that I received on YouTube, and uh, uh, I want to do that m more often. Uh, of course, I won't go through all the comments that would be not so interesting. But sometimes there are these these touching testimonies or uh, or contributions that people write and, and that are just too good to uh, to not share with you. I also received uh, a comment on on Patreon, which is, by the way, an excellent way to get in touch with me if you want to discuss things or or if you have ideas or questions for my shows. Um, this one came from Johan uh, Pakla, who recently upped his, uh, his monthly contribution very, in a very generous way. And Johan writes uh, this letter. I was listening to this week's after show this morning. You mentioned how you take pleasure reading the feedback the patrons give you. And I felt compelled to share my story in hopes you would find some value in it. 
I've been a listener for the past five to six years and a patron since the beginning. I wanted to express my heartfelt gratitude on how much your words, your thoughts, action, and actions have impacted my life today. I was always, what I expressed to my confirmation students, an autopilot Catholic. I like that term, autopilot Catholic. Some people use cafeteria Catholic. That sounds a little bit too, I don't know, I don't like that term, but autopilot. That's what a lot of us have been, at least in you know, some part of our lives. Meaning I was born into the faith through my parents. I did what was told of me. I went to mass every holy day of obligation, but never, never leveled up my prayer life. I love that terminology as well. <laughs> leveled up my prayer life. However, that changed when I stumbled upon your podcast all those years ago. It is extremely touching and inspiring to hear your visions for the future of the church and to hear some of your criticisms. You seem very progressive, which is completely opposite on how Christianity is perceived here in the U.S., despite living in California. Uh, and that's interesting. I hear that a lot. People label me as progressive or modern. And I've, I've always thought of myself to be actually quite, quite uh, orthodox, um, but not conservative. I, I think, there, and there's a difference between conservatism and orthodoxy. Orthodoxy literally in Greek means orthodoxia. So the, the right uh, teachings. And in that respect, I, I embrace the, the teachings of the church. I embrace uh, the faith. And, and, um, but at the same time, conservatism, that the word conservare in Latin means to hold on to stuff. And, well, one of the things in my life that has been a breakthrough is, is, is minimalism. And, that, and, 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 and it's very compatible, I think, with Christian spirituality, which means you let go of things. And so conservatism is something that goes against my, my, uh, what I aspire to, and that is um, if cons conservatism can be, can be uh, something valuable. Um, for instance, if you want to conserve a painting or uh, a building because of its architecture for future generations, then, you know, being conservative, meaning you want to conserve, you want to protect what is old and what is still beautiful and may have value in the future, then by all means. Uh, in, in some cases, I, I can be very conservative. But on some other, uh, in some other situations, you need to be very progressive. Pro pro progressio in Latin means to, uh, to move forward. And I think faith is inherently... Uh, progressive as well it is conservative in the sense that it, 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 there is something about you know a tradition that you want to pass on to the future i mean what what if we would throw away everything jesus had done and said because uh, it's two thousand years old <laughs> it's out of fashion no so you conserve what is valuable and you go forward you are progressive on things that where you we need to move the world so faith has always got this ambition to change the society, to change the world, to change the culture. And that means moving forward. So, but what, what can make the balance is discernment. And it's, it's a discernment on a spiritual personal level where you, you weigh things, you look at what you have and what you do, and you ask yourself the question, and maybe you do that in prayer as well, what should I let go of? And what should I preserve? And what should I change? And how, how can we move forward? So just holding on to the past is never has never been the way of, of the Catholic Church. It's always looking forward and, and trying to uh, also m even move ahead of the rest of the world. So uh, and, and it is also this common 
discernment. You have to think about these things together. For instance, right now, and I've been talking at length about this in, in this week's episode of The Walk, uh, you see that there is this movement where parishes are starting to renew themselves. And it is kind of unexpected because everybody thought that, well, we're living in the end times of the church. It's uh, you know over and out. Uh, and yet there is renewal and there is change and people are being changed because I think that the actor of the change is actually God himself, who has always uh, come to the rescue of his church, sometimes in the most difficult times. It's when you think you lose everything, that's when you find God and he can start something new. And uh, church history shows us that this happens over and over again. So why wouldn't it happen in our day and age? So that is why the, the labels are always a bit of you know relative value. I understand what uh, what you mean, Johan, uh, in the sense that I I too notice this this uh, sometimes attitude of certain groups that are so focusing on trying to preserve what they value that they don't maybe n- don't realize enough that there is also this very progressive nature of faith and that you need to sometimes do radical things um, that threaten the status quo uh, and maybe also threaten your status quo and where you are currently uh, at in the church and in your faith. Um, it's, it's what I call with Pope Francis the surprises of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is a, is a creating spirit and, and makes things new and changes up things and, and disturbs and uh, can sometimes be perceived as uh, you know radical and, and and uncomfortable. But that is an aspect that is essential to the faith. And for for in the times of the first apostles, everything was radical. Everything was new and progressive and 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 countercultural and and threatening to the status quo of faith at the time. Well, that, that's just part of the deal. Um, but sometimes conservatism can come from fear, fear of losing, fear of a changing society and not knowing how to handle that. And fear, well, leads to the dark side. And that's true in faith as well. Um, let me continue the feedback from Johan. Uh, because of your views, it has opened my heart and my mind to what it truly means to be Catholic, and as a result, has leveled up my relationship with others, and most importantly, with God. Furthermore, your podcasts have helped me realize that being Catholic doesn't mean being hyper-conservative and countercultural, and it's quite the opposite. I've always felt conflicted because I love being Catholic, but I struggled with believing that being Catholic meant I couldn't love and appreciate other social views, sexualities, or political points of views. Uh, listen to your podcast more, more specifically. Your interests to uh, to brings a more human element and helps me connect with you as a person who happens to be a priest, as opposed to an ultra conservative, uber pious individual who condemns the world of the internet, games, movies, and pop culture. Things I personally enjoy. Well, I totally hear you. <laughs> I sometimes encounter these people as well. Whenever someone projects themselves to be holier than thou, you know, this is uber pious, like. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Rome, and uh, I'm filming and, I don't know, maybe interviewing someone, and and I'm about to enter church, and a priest steps out in full cassock, and he even has this Saturnus, you know, this this big hat with a very broad, uh, how do you call it? Anyway, it's, it's something that I only know from movies, you know, Don Camilo. And uh, 
And this priest looks at me with contempt. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like I was because I was filming, and maybe I, uh, I, I was in clergy, but I was also wearing a, a Nike cap, I think, or no, it's just my regular black running cap, and well. I was doing stuff that was not according, probably in, in his view, was not very priestly. And so, but, but you, could, you could feel the judgment. He didn't say anything. He didn't greet me. I, I said, hi. And he ignored that. And he just looked at me with these, these very harsh eyes. And oh, I felt so judged. And I was like, well, dude, we're, we're both priests. We're brothers. And, and there's just, those people, I don't, and again, maybe I, I totally misperceived that and maybe he was just, I don't know, in a, in a bad mood. I encountered him later on in Rome another time, saying, look, again, ignoring my, my greetings. It's like, whoa, what is going on with that guy? Um, what I've noticed, and again, as you always have to be careful to generalize in, in, in situations like this. What I've noticed is that sometimes people who, try to project themselves to be super Catholic and very faithful and orthodox and traditionalist. And actually, that's a, that's a superficial thing. And the reason that they're so ultra-conservative and aggressive towards anyone who is not as, you know, as pious and, and faithful as they perceive themselves to be, that there may be something else at play in their personal lives or people that have been hurt, people that maybe sometimes need that harness, and need that security because they've been in situations where they didn't feel that. That's that's one of the reasons that sometimes with converts to the Catholic faith, you see this overzealous attitude where it's they're very combative, but it is because they come from a place of uncertainty where they had lost their way and they found it now and they don't want to lose it again. And so anything that kind of shakes up things and, and uh, is, can be perceived as a threat, even though it's not meant to be. So spiritual maturity, a certain balance in life, it comes with time, definitely. Uh, you wouldn't have liked me when I was 18 and had just rediscovered my faith. Oh, my goodness. I was as black and white as they, could, as they come. Um, and it, it's truly something that I think God cured me of and helped me to overcome and to, be, to have a more open spirit. And you can be open. You can only be open to people that are different than you are and think differently and, and have different, maybe a different faith or different convictions. You can only truly listen and be open if you're not afraid. If you don't see that other person as a threat to where you are, if you are kind of confident and 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 you're at peace with with the, with the choices that you've made, but if there is uncertainty, if there's fear of uh, if there is uncertainty, then and sometimes that's overcompensated by a certain exterior behavior, and I think that's what you're referring to, Johan. I don't like meeting people like that priest in the streets of Rome. I I feel criticized even though he didn't say a word um but i try to always look at these people with where they their stare is is cold and almost feels like the you know the ice king from game of thrones <laughs> but uh i try to look at these people with warmth and with love knowing that they are my brothers and sisters and i we will have to spend eternity with each other right that's what we hope so why not try to get along in this life already? It'll save us some time in the afterlife. 
Um, but to always realize that you never know the full story. You see certain behavior, but you don't know where it comes from. Just as other people may judge you on basis what, of what they see, but they don't know you. They don't know what you went through. They don't know where you, what your journey was in life and where you were hurt, where you have scars. That is, I think, the reason that Jesus tells us not to judge each other, um, but to be merciful. Let me continue what Johan writes. Um, uh, so, as a result, while I have never thought anything negatively of priests, your podcast has helped me realize that priests have lives outside the church and can love things such as beer, movies, and video games. Actually, I would say that is part of my life inside the church <laughs> because that's part of life in the church, the Catholic church, encompasses life in all its facets and all its dimensions. Lastly, Johan writes, through your podcast, I found minimalism. That's actually how I found the minimalists five to six years ago as well. Through minimalism, I've been able to make more space for God and help me realize that my self-worth isn't tied to the things I own, but rather how aligned I am to my own values, and more specifically, the values of the church. So I thank you for that as well. I'm a marketeer by profession, so I understand the importance of knowing your audience, and I admire how you, you're always willing to learn and, and grow. I'm currently reading a book titled Brainwashed, no, sorry, brand washed. <laughs> However, the author has another book, Biology, which seems to provide some insight as to why people buy. I consider consuming content. I consume I consider consuming content as a form of buying. So it's something that could possibly add value to you. As a disclaimer, I haven't read it, but I like the author. Also check out the podcast Optimal Living Daily. They're short daily podcasts about optimizing your life using minimalism, prioritizing, etc. I hope this story brings some joy to you, your, your day and we'll, and we'll continue to pray for you in hopes your online parish continues to grow and flourish. I'm a diehard techie and it is exciting to see there is at least one priest in the world who sees technology not as a curse but as a tool to reach more people in this world. I think there are many more priests that actually are in the same, uh, in the, in the, you know, in the same world as I am. If you have any marketing questions, feel free to reach out. I'll try my best to help you any way I can. Thank you so much for that offer. I might take you up on that. Because, yeah, that's something I, I want to develop in the, in the months to come. Best regards, uh, Johan Pakla. Uh, so thank you so much for this feedback, for offering your help, and for your, uh, for your support um, for the things I do. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I know a lot of techie priests. Um, uh, there is, uh, let me see, Father Millet uh, in Canada. He's very nerdy, and uh, he he does things with video as well. Uh, it's it's Daryl uh, Millet. Um, so D-A-R-R-Y-L, and then his last name is M-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. Uh, from the Diocese of Saskatoon. And uh, so he's filming like these multiple, like he does a choir and he sings a cappella all by himself. Uh, it's it's really pretty impressive what he does. Um, so great sports fan uh, and, and also pretty nerdy. Uh, we met several times in the U.S. So uh, that's that's one example of a priest who's, who's pretty nerdy. And over at SQPN, you will find a lot of you know, people that have that mix of of, of geekiness and uh, and and Catholicism and know how. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Aiken. 
um, who, who does tremendous work, you know, with, with the podcast on SQPN, um, with, you know, where he dives into the world of science or, you know, strange mysteries at Star Trek, Star Wars, you name it. And he's got some great information about that. So highly recommend it. Uh, if you want to have more of that, you know, the, 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 the crossways between uh, technology and geekdom and, and, uh, and faith. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back next week, of course, because uh, since you're a patron, I'll be there for you every single week. Um, in case you have anything else you want me to talk about in the after show, make sure to let me know on Patreon or on one of my other social platforms. And if you haven't done so already, keep an eye on my YouTube channel for upcoming documentaries. There's nothing in that channel right now, but you may want to subscribe so you don't miss it when I post my first documentaries there. It is uh, youtube.com slash Stories, or just type in Father Roderick Stories in the search window and then that will bring you to that channel as well. All right, that was it. Have a great day and see you soon. <laughs>